It's too late with Alan Mosley. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. This is this is episode 108. I actually looked it up this week, Blake. 108. Nice. nice. Does it feel like we've already done two months worth the episodes since our big like 100 yeah. live thing? Does no, it feel? No, it's like- just been too much going on around here lately. So yeah, um, I know. You know, I feel like I still feel like that was last week. Yeah, it seemed like it was just a little while ago. You know, is that a getting older thing? Or is yes, that, is that is. what that is? Yeah, it is. Okay, well, forget I said anything. Then. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I got to tell you this. Yeah. A lot of people were really big into that whole Tiger King series on Netflix. And yeah, I, you know, I, I never saw that. I, I went the longest time without watching it. I started watching it this past week. You really I'm put on, yourself I'm halfway that? through it right now. Oh, and Lord. I, I got to tell you, it's... I, I don't... I haven't decided how to describe it yet. I think it's like... It's it's like white trash with exotic pets and zoos. Like oh white trash zoos. It's I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe, but um, I, 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 I think you know. I, I could be wrong about this. I don't know if it's gonna be next week and the week after or what it's gonna be, but I think we're gonna do an episode with a guest where we're gonna talk about Tiger King and then we're gonna do an episode with a guest where we talk about Waco. Oh, the wow. Waco series, now I've already finished that. It was okay. It was something else. It was it was really good. But I'm I'm gonna save all that for for when we get there. Okay. Now do you remember do you remember last week when I was talking about the UFC fights being on and, yeah. and all yeah, that yeah, stuff? I do. Mm-hmm. The UFC is killing it right now. Really? Because they've had because normally it's like UFC number whatever, and then sometimes they'll have fight nights kind yeah. of in between. Yeah. But the point being is it's not like there's a bajillion nights of fights they're, right. they're spread out over weeks yeah, or months yeah. or whatever but they had something like two or three different ones just in the course of a couple of weeks and the okay. reason they're doing that though i mean you know why it's because everybody else for the most part is still shut down yeah and so they're like oh well we're gonna we're gonna kind of lead the way we're gonna we're gonna start scheduling fights we're gonna start uh-huh. having these performances and we're gonna we're gonna put them online and pay per view or ESPN okay. or whatever. Yeah, so they're still televising everything like that without an audience, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. So yeah. there's yes, yeah, so I mean, I mean to the to the end user, it's all the same. You're yeah, okay. you're watching the yeah. fights like pay per view. Yeah. But the, but the point being is is that like they're the only game in town right now. Yeah. Like there's nobody there. You know, baseball's not on, basketball's right, right. not on. Cause, that's smart, I mean, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I know that's that's the they're reason I bring bank. it up. That's yeah. the reason I bring it up is that I, I'm sitting here thinking they're. They're the smart ones, Dana yeah. White, who runs the UFC. They're the smart ones because they're they're figuring that. Well, you know what? There's gonna be those people out there who are gonna say you're doing this too early. You're putting people at risk. Blah 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 blah. And they're taking a ton of precautions, by the way. They're okay. testing everybody a ridiculous amount. But of course, in the fight world, they test people all the time anyway for yeah. performance enhancing well, drugs sure. and stuff. Um, and of course, obviously, it's a dangerous sport. So obviously. Uh, taking care of fighters and stuff is theoretically of the utmost well, importance, sure. and, and weight cutting and all right. that. I, I, I don't want to get into yeah, a big yeah. sports thing, 
But the point being is, is that I really, I really think that they've nailed it on this. Good. And I, and I'm cautiously optimistic that you're going to start to see more organizations, more people, more businesses. You're seeing it out here. You're yeah. seeing it out here oh, in yeah. town, outside oh, the yeah. studio and up in Nashville. Yeah. More. So there are still places that even though the lockdowns have been lifted here in Tennessee, where we're where we're recording the show, yeah. uh, if you're in a place like New York or California, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry, leave. <laughs> vote vote with your feet. Vote with your feet and get out of those places. But by and large, everything's been lifted here. Mm-hmm. Now there's still places that are still adhering to things. Yeah. And that's their choice. That's mm-hmm. fine. If you if you own a business and you're like, you know what? I you know, my clientele is really is really big about this and and I feel like we should be you know, requiring masks or limiting patrons or or just still closed and we do curbside service yeah. or whatever. I mean, that's their choice to do. There I still see that in Nashville. Uh-huh. Now, some places are just open. Yeah. And I think most places here are just open. Yeah. Not in our neck but, of the woods. But it's, I guess it's pro, it's kind of like a half and half right now. Yeah. But still, the, I think the moral of the story I'm trying to get to is, is that the places that as soon as they could, they're like, we're going to get out there and we're, we're going to move on. We're going to act like nothing ever happened. And we're, we're going to roll out the red carpet. We're going to put Fly Guy out yeah. in the front and we're going to turn on the signs and we're going to run the ads and all that. I think... I think I'm really hopeful that the people that do that are really going to cash in. Yeah. Because I feel like uh, I've discussed this with a few other folks on, on some other platforms that I feel like we've kind of reached that tide turning moment where like, don't listen to social media. Don't, don't listen to the TV. If you actually go out on the street and talk to people, I think the overwhelming majority of people you talk to are Thing. Yeah, we're ready Absolutely. to go. We're ready yeah. to get. Uh, we Everybody's had we had a thing. It, you know, we had a thing here. Yeah, we absolutely. had and and no masks. Yeah, no, no masks. masks. No masks. Makes me really now. If you want to wear one again, that's yeah, sure. That's that's totally yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I feel like we've like we're not going to discuss any pandemic related stuff the rest of this show. I don't think I'm ever going to discuss it again, period, okay. because it, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I will so, say this though. If you're no, if you're uh, if, if, if you're wearing a mask, don't carry a gun. I mean, it's against the law. Well, I, well, I don't, I don't care what the law is. You can, you can be armed anytime you want to, but, uh, yeah. I was going to, I was going to say though, uh, I, I brought up Tiger King earlier. Yeah. I saw in the news that they're going to make like a Tiger King, like, f- like feature length movie. Oh no. And it's going to, it's hold on, hold on. Get ready for this. Guess who they've cast as the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Guess who they, who? Nicholas Cage. All right. Now I have to see it. Oh, oh, so now you're more interested. You're more in. Oh, are you? Are you? No, just because of the just because of the chaos that that would cause. Are you? Uh, I'm an. I, I love Nicolas Cage going okay. back many many years. Okay. I, I like. I mean, going all the all way right. back to you know, it, it's just all right. All right. It, to to That's see fun. him in his older age playing that crazy man. It's uh, um. Yeah. So here's the thing. I actually had a conversation with a buddy of mine just recently about Nicolas Cage. Is uh-huh. that I actually think. That Nicolas Cage is not a bad actor. He's not. In, in the sense that if he is trying to act, he can. <laughs> now, with that said, 
I think Nicolas Cage is really like the poster child for someone who looks at acting as a job rather than an art. Like if that. you're talking about a, a, a person in Hollywood who really thinks this is art, yeah, then I think of um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. uh, who, who are, who are uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman who passed away? Um, of course, you think of like Heath Leather's Joker, although he was in yeah. some kind of iffy movies before he was yeah. in that. Yeah. But, the, but the point being is, is that like those, those are people that they don't always, they didn't, those are no longer with us. They didn't always take the biggest movies or roles, right. but, but they took some that were very like challenging uh-huh. or they were in a big get up and they were like, you know, acting a historical yeah. figure or whatever, oh, yeah. and they would do an amazing job. Yeah. Um, but they probably didn't make anywhere near as much money as Nicolas Cage. Just yeah. if, if you could just pump out Con Air and Dude. National, <laughs> yeah. Was uh, it? Didn't he even play that guy with the flaming head motorcycle? Yeah, yeah, a Ghost Rider. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he played that. that. What was, was that? What was, was the terrible. one with the constant uh, Declaration of Independence? Oh, National Treasure. National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did like three or four of those, man. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, Face Off. Yeah, well, Face uh, Off was good, though. I don't care. Face Off, know. okay. Face so. Off was epic. Uh, Snake Eyes. I, I, you know, I didn't see that one. What are some other Nicolas Cage movies? I actually feel weird that I can't think of any other ones. Oh, I, I don't know. He had a lot, man. Yeah, but so what so was anyway, the one with the car chases. There was one with like they were stealing cars. Oh, Gone in Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, Gone in sixty yeah, seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the point being is, is that, I mean, don't get me wrong, even though there are one or two of those movies, like, oh, okay, they're fun to watch. None of them are like The Godfather or anything. No. Not that you would know. <laughs> no, I've never seen The Godfather. So. You know what? You can't come back here next week <laughs> until you watch The Godfather. It's not, it's not hard to watch The Godfather, Blake. No, it isn't. It's just long. You, 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 and, you and the missus should watch Godfather. I like happy movies. I've heard a story I mean, about a bloody horse head or something. That doesn't sound appealing. Oh, okay. To me. Okay, I'll admit one of I'll, those are in the movie. I'll stick, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stick to my Disney, bro. <laughs> I'm, it, it's it's not a bloody goat head, so you should be fine. <laughs> oh, I, I should be fine. Yes. Um. So, but the moral of the story is, is that I think he does a lot of those movies to get paid rather yeah. than to well, yeah, act and win awards. And I, yeah. I, if you accept that for what it is, then you can accept that he's fine. Yes. But if you think that he's trying to win best actor against, you know, whatever, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, then, then no, yeah. it's not, that's, but I don't think that's what he's trying to do. I don't know why I'm defending Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I don't even care. I wasn't even, I, I wasn't even talking. Where are you going with this, man? <laughs> Let's just go to a commercial break. I don't know. It's, just, just go to a commercial break. I don't know. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Hey, uh, Blake. Yeah. What time is it? Time for... I'm Ooh. going to work. Oh, no. did you There's ever see that movie? Great movie. Oh, so you have Ooh. seen. Oh, so you have Ooh, seen a yes. movie finally. But Thank it was goodness. Falling down. Right? Falling down. Oh, yeah. Now that is a favorite old school. That right it. There. That is a good movie. Ooh man. Michael Douglas, Robert Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. That Gosh. that was a good movie. I could do a whole thing about Dude. just the movie falling down, but Dude, it's it, yeah, we man. can't. Watching it's, that movie just made you want to do it. You know. 
Just made you want to. <laughs> wait, it, wait, it, it did, man. Wait, do wait. Made you want to do what, Blake? Oh, dude, it, it made you like, like it, it made you want to get the briefcase and put the apple in it and just go out and just go into town and just wait for someone to, you know. I don't know. Very visceral. Love so now is probably a good time to remind folks that we are for uh, non-aggression <laughs> and, and peaceful cooperation and all that good stuff. Uh, okay, I, I yeah. like I get that that's why a lot of people like the movie. Yeah. The thing about the movie is that like I, I could go into a. I'm not going to do it. I'm no, not going to go into go a big deep thing about falling down. The point <laughs> being is it's not about violence. It has no, nothing no, to do no. with that. No. It's 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 a deep it's a deep no, whatever it's a deep yeah, social yeah, yeah. society. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> We got to get to the viewer mail because yeah. we're already way over oh, time. Man. And I made the mistake. I made a mistake this week. What was the mistake? I waited to the last minute pretty much to uh-huh. make our weekly post of, hey, guys, <laughs> leave your comments here for viewer mail. And I actually thought, man, we're, we're in trouble. We're only going to get like two. And I'm going to have to actually literally message some people, say, hey, you know, like I'm asking for drugs. Hey, got, got any of them questions? <laughs> I Boy, was oh, boy. I wrong. Yep. I, we got flooded yep. with questions and I got to tell you only like basically uh, technically zero of them are food related, oh, that's which good. is kind of weird for us. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. Okay. So anyway, let's do the viewer mail. Here we go. <laughs> I, I love how this is our viewer mail clip, even though I couldn't get the printer working. Or anything. <laughs> that's so ironic. Uh, anyway, uh, Suzanne from Colville, Utah writes, oh, okay, so she was the one who said last week, sock, sock, shoe, shoe, yeah, which yeah, by yeah. the way, I have now started doing sock, shoe, sock, shoe, just to spite Suzanne. Uh, but now she's come back with, which is first, left foot or right foot? I got an answer. What's that? Yeah, the one you, the, the hand you write with. So if you're right handed. It's always going to be you... the hand you write with. If you're right handed, you're going to be the right foot. If it's your left hand, it's going to be your left foot. I guarantee it. You know, I actually, I actually did this because I couldn't think in my mind's eye what mm-hmm. I do. And yeah. so I literally just sat down and put on my shoes. Hand to God, I did left first. I did. That's just because you're weird. No, <laughs> it's because I'm right. <laughs> right hand? Get it? Okay. It, yeah. Whatever. I can't, even, I can't, Move mute on. your mic. I can't talk to you. <laughs> uh, Michael from Alexandria, Virginia writes, uh, dear Alan and Blake, why is it safe to shop at Safeway but not to enter a place of worship? Okay, so he's talking about like the lockdowns and stuff, which are still going on in some yes, places. So first of all, the obvious answer is is leave Virginia and come to a place like Tennessee. Yeah, because Virginia, the by the way, has gone like hey, yeah, they they've yeah. gone way yeah. out of there. <laughs> wow. Um, so the obvious. So and another thing is too and. I know that he's he's looking at it from Safeway versus like the place of worship, so like the religious angle, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I have made the comment, by the way, I'm not a religious person. I, I'm very close friends with a lot of very deeply religious people, even though I'm not. Um, I'm really disappointed by all of the religious folks, especially the ones who lean right, like they consider mm-hmm. themselves conservatives yeah. and they consider themselves pro-freedom and, and limited government. The people who think of themselves that way, who then, when the government said, don't go to church, they said, yes, Massa. I know. Like I that, can't believe it. Yeah, I, I can't. I know. I, no, I, by the way, I could totally believe it. I can totally I'm, believe no, no, it because yeah, these people I mean, are full of it. They're, yeah. they're liars. They all, it's, it's so it easy. No, 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 no. Hey, why are you talking over me again? Go ahead. I got, I, didn't I say to mute your mic, by yeah, the way? Sure, go ahead. I, you were supposed to mute your mic after Michael's question. So anyway, the point being is, is that it's so easy 
when, when the going is easy to say what you would do in a crisis, to yeah. say what you would do when your beliefs are challenged. It's a lot harder to do it when they actually get challenged. Oh, yeah. And when these people's things got actually challenged, by and large, people rolled over. And that's, that's such a shame. Yeah. Um, so the an- so I guess the weird answer for Michael is uh, leave Virginia. Vote with your feet. Vote with your feet. That's somehow becoming the theme of today, even though it's not the thing. Uh, anyway, Andrew from Coatesville, Pennsylvania writes, does the top half of a mermaid also taste like fish? Well, there's your food question. Okay, so I feel like it makes sense that the bottom half of a mermaid would taste like fish and the top half would not. Question is, does the bottom half of the mermaid taste like woman? I was... I feel like we're treading in dangerous territory. My joke was going to be, how do you know what the top half is supposed to taste like unless you're a cannibal? But you said, does the bottom half taste like woman? In my mind, is just a flurry with jokes I can't say. Like that Motor commercial. About the taste of women. Anyway, Mary Lynn from Erie, Pennsylvania. Hello, Mary. Uh, writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what was your first job? Uh, not paid under the table, but where you had your taxes taken out. Blake, what was your first job? I did alarm installation in Miami, Florida in the summer. That was your first job? It was hell on Nobody earth. would hire a kid to install alarms. Dude, right? I was probably, you know, 19 or something like that. I can't remember, but... You didn't have a job until you were 19? Dude, I mean, I grew up in Miami. Like, they don't hire white guys down there. Um, that, okay, uh, uh, racist. Hello. <laughs> Kidding. No, I mean, yeah. And, um, I thought it was no big deal. I kind of understood wiring and stuff. And so they were putting me into these attics where the crawl spaces were like that big. And have you seen spiders in South Florida? Uh-huh. Those things are nuclear radiated, dude. They're the size of like cats. They're horrifying. And you had to crawl through that stuff. These attics were built. They're like 60 years old. God knows what was in those things. And you had to crawl through their dragging wires with your teeth. It was horrible. It wasn't my kind of thing. I'm sorry this is happening to you. Yeah, you're making me relive terrible memories. I, I didn't well, blame Mary. Mary, I, I come lasted on. literally all of two days, bro. Two days um, and I quit that junk. You you won't believe this. Yeah. My first job that I survived doing for three days before I took a different job was McDonald's. Hey, at least you lasted longer than I did. I worked at McDonald's for three days and then I left there and took another job. Uh, I worked at Sears, actually. Oh. Sears, so for for those of you at home who are our younger audience who are like, what's a Sears? Sears? There used to be this company called Sears. At first they had a catalog and then they just had stores and then all those went bankrupt. Now it's just, now it's just like a hardware store sometimes. But anyway, I worked at a Sears um, and then I left there and worked at a radio station. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well that explains how you got here. I, I don't know how I got here. I, I pulled into the wrong parking lot, obviously. Uh, Mike from Jacksonville, Florida writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what do you prefer, email, text, or phone call? I know with you this is text. You don't talk to anybody. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't call me. <laughs> I try not to. Don't call me unless you're dying, dude. I mean, and then you're still lucky if you don't get voicemail. <laughs> anyway, so I... Here's the thing. Each one has a purpose, and I like it when people use things for their intended purpose. If you want to have a conversation that's going to be over a thousand words, do not text. No. 
do not text Please me. Don't. If I know that you're literally sitting there with, and you're not busy, like you're not at work or in a meeting, like if you are and you need to convey something, you text. If you need to write something in long form with some information and to share some files, perhaps you email. That's right. But if if and 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 I, and I like me, I get this with Anna Kay all the time. So I'm 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 going to get in trouble now because she's going to watch this and I'm going to be in trouble. But I I've said to her so many times, like she'll text me and be like, "Hey, what's your favorite color?" And I'll be like, "Blue." Oh, well, if it's blue, then what about this? I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me just stop you right there. Now we're having a conversation. If we're going to have a conversation. Phone call. Call. Yeah. Which, by the way, she's, by the way, she's just like downstairs in the apartment also. I don't know yeah. why we're, I don't know why we're using a device at all. I don't know why we're not using. Anyway, now, now I'm in the trouble. The times we live in, bro. Now I'm in trouble. All right, so Hody from North Ogden, Utah writes, uh, Dear Alan Blake, on a scale of 1 to 10, how important would you say being happy and joyful is? What do you think, Blake? 10. I Jeez. agree. I agree what completely. I, what, somebody's going to give you a 3? I mean, I, come yeah, on. I mean, I feel like that there's people out there that in their minds they're maybe thinking like, they're thinking of responsibilities and work and stuff, and they might be thinking, well, I don't love my job, blah, 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 blah. It, th- I don't think that that's really the question, though. No. I think it's how important would you say being happy and joyful is. I think if you're not happy, then that's the worst thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm depressed as hell. So, but <laughs> but I play a character on this show <laughs> who is happy and well adjusted. So there you go. I I love I love how how that made you laugh more than anything. <laughs> Uh, Lyle from Lafayette, Louisiana writes, uh, dear Alan and Blake, do you golf? Blake, have you ever golfed? Yes. Yeah. In fact, if you go to YouTube, uh, no. you go to look up Osborne studio and sound and go way back in time. You're going to find a really bad video about really bad golfing. So I wouldn't say that. So here's the thing. I, I, I have golfed and, and I did enjoy it immensely. Um, I mean, I have a set of clubs, all that good stuff. But we don't say I golf. We say I knock the white ball around. That's, that's how you do that. Oh, um, you have no idea. So Daniel from Seattle, Washington writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake, boxers, briefs, or commando? Ooh. Hold on. Remember how you said there were like three different uses for texting? Yeah. Phone calls? Three yeah. Three uses for boxers, brief, and command. Okay, but which one right now then? I'm not really sure if what I'm wearing is a combination of the two. So you're wearing boxer briefs? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, that's what it, that, yeah, that's fine. Um, briefs. Yes. I can't do, I can't do boxers. I can't, I can't have everything just Flopping roaming free, if you will. Yeah. It hurts. Everything needs to be segregated and in its right place. <laughs> I like to keep everything in a package. Just, just, you know? just as life. Yeah, just as life. It's comfy, like a sock, you know, just sort of holding it in place. <clears throat> However, Commando's got a use, dude. Wait, 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 hold on. What, 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 what was that voice just now? I don't know. What was that voice? I don't know. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, Celeste from Niagara Falls, New York, writes, uh, Dear Alan and Blake, what was your favorite book as a child? What was your favorite book as a child? To Kill a Mockingbird. Really? What kind of child thinks that that's their favorite book? I don't I mean, know. I'm thinking I just child it. here. I know. It was a very strange book for me to love, but it's like still to this day, probably my favorite read that I've ever done. At what age? 12. 
Yeah. All right. I, I, I guess before that it was like green eggs and ham or something. But who all right. Knows? All right. That's fine. Whatever. Um, I, Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> Clay from Lexington, Kentucky. Nobody reads. Nobody who reads, reads anymore? Who I reads? can barely read this. Jeez. I'm. I mean, I'm practically illiterate. We only read for texting. Uh, Clay from Lexington. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We for our text conversations. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, Clay from Lexington, Kentucky writes, uh, "Dear Alan and Blake, who is your favorite game show host, and why is it Chuck?" Oh. Okay, go Why on. Why is it not Chuck Barris? Go go ahead and do your Chuck Barris rant. Go ahead. Gong show, baby. That's it? No, dude. That's your Chuck Barris rant? It's gong show, dude. baby? Well, and the fact that he, like, that guy's behind every game show. That is if, true. If he, he was a producer of a bajillion. He wasn't actually in it. He yeah. invented it, created it, yeah. and made it a thing. So, I mean, yeah, the guy's like the god of gong, of the, the god of game shows. Okay. Genius. When I was a kid, I did watch a lot of Prices Right. Oh, and yes. and here's do. the thing. I, I, I like do. Drew Carey a lot. Uh-huh. I really yeah. like Drew Carey, yeah. the person, yes. the, the comedian, okay. the actor Drew Carey. I like him a lot. Uh-huh. It is totally not the same without Bob Barker. <laughs> and I and, 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 and like I Barker. say that with the caveat, I really like Drew Carey, but it's just not yeah. the same. It's just not. You know, replacing Bob replacing Bob Barker with Drew Carey would be like replacing Mr. Rogers with like some with Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, in a movie that's different, but I mean, like the show ongoing with like a like a common guy. You know? Yeah, I mean, the there's same. something. It's not the same. There's something to be said for things should have a beginning and an end, yeah. and that's okay. Like, I mean, maybe that's maybe more for like a series yeah. of like a drama or something. Oh yeah, and kind which, of like the show. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, this show should <laughs> certainly have an end. We're 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 way over time, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but. Each segment's like roughly 10 minutes, and yeah, so we're like two-thirds of the way over. into the next segment right now. If you're still right here now. with us, we love you. You're a trooper. And we're this is a, this is going to be, I, I should have said earlier, this is going to be a little bit of a serious episode yeah. after What after you got this. coming is worth sticking around for. So, Maybe that's why we're running yeah. late is because yeah. I'm thinking, ugh. It's yeah. just gonna. We're just gonna be mad. Oh yeah. I keep on saying I'm gonna quit doing things that make me angry, and then I come in here next week and say, Blake, look at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> finally, last one. Yes. Jeff from Gillette, Pennsylvania writes: How many licks does it really take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center? I like how he. I like how he ends it right there, and he doesn't say of a Tootsie Pop. It's right. it's the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. But if you're going by Jeff's question, it's it's just the Tootsie Roll. The Tootsie Roll Center of what? Uh, the Tootsie Roll Center of an apple? I don't know. The Tootsie Roll Center of... That's a good question. Yeah. You know Mythbusters did that, right? Oh, uh, well, well... I believe there's a Mythbusters episode where they created a licking rig. What was the What was the answer? The answer is I don't know. I'd have to go watch the episode, but they did find a what? number. So you're going to bring up a reference and then not have the well, answer. I didn't have any time to do homework, dude. This is live. But, okay, so first of all, you're right. This is live. <laughs> And second of all, you're going to make a reference on the show, but, but not give any... people the conclusion. But all that's going to do is drive people to turn off this show and go search for that. <laughs> you're driving viewers away. Wait till the end of the show, then Google it. <laughs> Commercial break? Yes, sir. Let's do one of those. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. You're going to vamp for a little while. 
You're vamping. Vamping. Okay. Alan's not at the desk. Check it out. You know why? Oh, why is that? Because we're vamping. So, uh, I don't know what Alan's doing over there, but he's coming in here for something. That's making me a little nervous. Oh, God. What are you doing? Oh, okay. Well, uh, we're I having have, fun. I don't have the articles printed he's, out. He doesn't have the articles printed. He's, he's getting something. So, anyway, this next segment's definitely worth where we're going with this. He had to educate me a little bit on it this morning because, you know, I come in here knowing absolutely nothing about what we're fixing to do. And then uh, he comes in with all sorts of good ideas and usually knocks me off my rocker. So uh, let's see what happens. Stay, stay, stay close, guys. He's going to be crazy. You had all this time. I had all this time. To look up how many licks it took. How many licks is it? All that scratching noise that you're hearing in the background. Seriously, guys, this is him trying to wire his microphone through his shirt. It's Why don't you just sound. mute the Isn't mic like like a good producer? See, look, I can mute it, but honestly, it's more fun to listen to it. <laughs> You're. I like how you've gotten progressively worse at this as time has oh, gone dude, on. I'm the worst. You keep calling me the best. They no. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice, and then and then you do this. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. I'm <sighs> doing the right, best I can. But you still could. Like I right could. now, like right now. this second as yeah. we're speaking, right you could be on Google right like there at your Google laptop right looking up how many licks it takes. How many licks it takes, yes. And you won't do it. I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't. I don't know. Are you looking it up right now? Because I see that you came in here. No, I'm looking up the articles that that we're getting ready to read on the show. You should be looking up how many licks it takes. Like like that whole time when I was grabbing the thing, you could have been doing that so we didn't have this big awkward transition. Look look at at that. This is literally your first day, isn't it? It is my first day. This is literally your first day on the show. You know, let's let's just have a look and see what happens here. Um, How many licks? Here. There you go. There's like an old phone, right? How many licks? I said. Kids. Why are you doing it on your phone I when you're literally I, sitting at a computer? Because I'm gonna mess up the computer if I try to do this. There, what you is wrong go. with you? Oh, you know, I, I'm, you just Jesus caught me off guard Christ. again, and there I go trying to figure out how to do stuff. Well, I mean, we're ready to do that. We're ready to move on with the show now. You've you've totally missed it. People are still not gonna know how many. Jeff Jeff from Gillette, Pennsylvania, still uh, doesn't have his question answered, and it's all thanks to you. Oh, dude, look, check it out. There's your answer right there. What's it say? 638 licks. Well, there you go. Why? Why? I don't believe that. Wait, hold on. Why? Because you think it's more or less? I think it's more. I, I think it would be way less. Are you serious? I think because in your mind, your in your mind, you're thinking that you're licking it a lot. But in reality, it's not as many as you think. Is that like licking it only from one side? Like, I don't get it. Anyway. You got to lick it from more than one side, Blake. Wow. Yeah. So anyway... We're going to start off, I feel so bad because this is actually a really serious segment and, and I feel like we're having too much fun and this is totally not going to be fun. So for, so for the viewers who are watching the show right now, let's just go ahead with me, just do a... Very good. We're going to talk about Brianna Taylor in this segment. We're going to talk about Duncan Limp in the next segment. We're going to talk about Brianna Taylor in this segment. So this is, this is not breaking news by any stretch of the imagination. So go ahead and pull that up, Bri- uh, Brianna Taylor. Uh, family seeks answers in fatal police shooting of Louisville woman in her apartment. Um, boy, where have I heard that before? So this is by Aaron Haynes on the Washington Post. Uh, Brianna Taylor was working as an EMT in Louisville uh, when the coronavirus pandemic hit the country, helping to save lives while trying to protect her own. Okay, you can leave all that BS out, by the way. That just distracts from the real story. Just 
little aside there for the post. On March 13th, the 26-year-old aspiring nurse was killed in her apartment, shot at least eight times by Louisville police officers, who officials have said were executing a drug warrant, according to a lawsuit filed by the family, accusing officers of wrongful death, excessive force, and gross negligence. Uh, not one person has talked to me. Not one person has explained anything to me. Uh, Tamika Palmer, Taylor's mother, said in an interview. I want justice for her. I want them to say her name. There's no reason Brianna should be dead at all. That's very true. Now, we're, I'm got to warn people, we're going to go into the events that transpired that ultimately led to Brianna Taylor's death. And, and then we're going to discuss it a little bit. Um, April 27th, uh, the, the lawsuit was filed April 27th. Uh, Louisville police executed a search warrant at Taylor's home looking for a man who did not live in Taylor's apartment complex and had already been detained when officers came to Taylor's apartment after midnight. So let's, let's just break that down really quick. We haven't even sure. made it two sentences in. I know. So they, they go to the wrong place looking for the wrong person yep. who's not there, never was. Uh, and that person's actually already in custody. That How person's already that in custody. Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, was also in the apartment and, according to the lawsuit, shot at officers when they attempted to enter without announcing themselves. So they're conducting a no-knock raid. And we'll, and we'll get more into that here in a moment. The lawsuit alleges that police fired more than 20 rounds of ammunition into the apartment. So... With no other information at all, it's, it's one of these things, like we can do this as a layer of the onion kind of thing. With no other information at all, if Brianna Taylor, just let's just stay focused on her for a moment. She is dead. She has yeah. been murdered by the Louisville police. Um, and, and that is the correct terminology, by the way. If, if when, when they kill someone who is innocent, that is murder. Um, if she was not a suspect in anything... If she was not who the warrant was executed to look for, if that person was already detained in the first place and certainly did not live at that address, they're at the wrong place looking for the wrong person and murder an innocent person. Um, and, and it's also a no-knock raid. They don't announce themselves. They just come in. How else can you explain how she can be dead other than murder? other than a home invasion and a murder. How else can you explain it? So uh, they, they go into the article to talk about how in one of, one of the sad uh, sort of side effects of all of the pandemic news is that, you know, it's, it's kind of like if it bleeds, it leads type of a thing. And in, in, in what that phrase really means for people that don't really get it is that ultimately at the end of the day, like corporate news, the press, they're, they're, they're looking for ratings. They're trying to get likes and clicks, just like we are on this show. And so they're trying to produce content that gets likes and clicks and views. And when people watch things like, oh, everyone wants their COVID-19 news, if that's what everyone's watching, then they're more likely to, to do more reports on that and less reports on other things that may genuinely be more important. Um, and so while this may have drawn national headlines in the Black Lives era, a matter era, but it's, it's gotten really little attention, in, in my opinion, because of this. So uh, according to her at attorney, uh, pandemic headlines are partly to blame in drowning out news of Taylor's death, but so too is gender bias. 
uh, says attorney Ben Crump, who has risen to prominence in recent years as a lawyer for several high-profile cases involving black men killed by police and neighborhood vigilantes. None of the officers involved have been charged in connection with the shooting. Walker, a licensed gun owner, so Kenneth Walker, her boyfriend, uh, who was also in the apartment, a licensed gun owner who was not injured in the incident, was arrested and faces charges of first-degree assault and attempted murder of a police officer. Um, Louisville Metro Police Department spokeswoman Jesse Halliday declined to comment on the case and said in a statement, there's an ongoing public integrity investigation. That's, that's interesting wording. There's an ongoing public integrity investigation into this case, and therefore it would be inappropriate for us to comment at this time. Uh, Crump, hired Monday to represent Taylor's family, also represents the family of Ahmaud Arbery. So we haven't talked about Ahmaud Arbery on this show. Uh, We may do that on a future episode. Uh, Too long, didn't read. He was murdered. Um, Those people should be put away. Uh, Whose killing in South Georgia while jogging was recorded by another man, blah, blah, blah. They're killing our sisters just like they're killing our brothers, but for whatever reason, we have not given our sisters the same attention. Uh, Brianna's name should be known by everybody in America, I agree, yeah. who, said, who said other names, because she was in her own home doing absolutely nothing wrong. Um, that's a very important aspect. She was in her own home doing nothing wrong. Um, and they've and, and just, just to like, just to put insult to injury, is the charging of her boyfriend. Yeah. Now, it's got to be the worst situation in the world to be attacked by the state, to be attacked by the authorities. Yeah. Because you know that if you don't, if you fail to defend yourself in some meaningful way, they're going to kill you. Right. If you do attempt to defend yourself in some meaningful way, they're going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and of course in her case, when she's not the suspect of anything, it's just a complete foul up all the way around. Um, what is one to do? So if you're, if you're, um, if you're her boyfriend and there's home, it's a home invasion. I know, and this is something I really want to make clear. Uh, and, and we'll talk about this also in the next segment, a home invasion and a no knock raid are interchangeable terms. A no-knock raid is a home invasion, period, full stop. Um, so going a little bit further towards uh, later on in the, uh, later on in the article. Um, so her mother, her mother was called, uh, Taylor's mother was called. Uh, when Palmer answered, her daughter's boyfriend was on the other end, saying someone was trying to break into the couple's apartment. Still shaking off the fog of sleep. It's, it's, also, it's very important to mention that these tend to happen late at night slash early in the morning. Uh, Palmer jumped out of bed at Walker's next words. I think they shot Brianna. Palmer got dressed and left home for what would be an hours-long ordeal. She drove to her daughter's apartment, to the hospital, then back to the apartment as the sun rose. She said officers gave her little information and asked whether she had any enemies or whether she and her boyfriend were having problems. Boy, that deflection, let me tell you. (laughs) Finally, Palmer figured out that her daughter was dead. I, I, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm scrolling is because I, I don't want to read all. The, they're, they're trying to tie pandemic crap into the article. So, by the way, Washington Post, um, visit euthanasia.com. Basically. Um, so, they, they tie into the end of the article. They're talking a little bit more about Ahmaud Arbery and how these, these scenarios happen in a really sh- relatively short time span. 
Um, but I, I want to do a, a really quick recap here. So the the judge is also to blame. This was something we discussed before the show, and, and I'm not seeing this enough in coverage. I'm not seeing this enough in coverage uh, for Breonna Taylor's situation. I'm not seeing this enough in coverage in, in, in the next segment with Duncan Lip that we'll get to, that the, the, ra- the no-knock raid happens because they get a warrant. They're executing a warrant. They have to get a warrant from a judge. Yeah. How did this warrant get issued to go look for someone who's already in custody at a place they don't live that ultimately results in the murder of someone who does live there that is in no way tied in in, in any way to the warrant or any other criminal activity? That can't happen. No. So the judge is absolutely to blame as well. I mean, he yeah. should fry like the cops who kill her. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I'll, I'll just say it the way it is. He should fry too. So, and, and they murdered her. They murdered her. Yeah. It doesn't matter that they were doing anything in the line of duty. It doesn't matter that it was, it, it, that it was just a mistake. Mm-hmm. I can, people make mistakes. Yeah. But there are mistakes that you can make that have consequences. There, there's this weird, there's this weird kind of aura in in public life. I think a lot of times, in in amongst uh, people who really don't get who the enemy is, that if a mistake happens, then mistakes are made. And and so, and what phrases do you hear? You hear the phrase, "Well, no one's really to blame." No, if a mistake happens, someone's to blame. Yeah, I promise you that. Um, the second thing is, is that well, but if it's a mistake, then you shouldn't punish people like there shouldn't be like there. Oh, it was just a mistake, but mistakes have consequences just in the same way that if you intentionally do something wrong, then you may suffer consequences for your actions. Mistakes have consequences. It can be a mistake to run the red light, but when you T-bone someone or get T-boned, there's going to be consequences. And it's not, it's not a defense to say, Oh, my bad. It was a mistake. I missed it. I, I wasn't paying attention, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that you tried to T-bone the car. Right. I get that it was a mistake. Yeah. But you still did it. There's still going to be some restitution. You still there. did it. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not trying, I'm trying really hard to not just be enraged and say, oh, well, they just, they meant to do it. They meant to kill Brianna Taylor. I don't think that they meant to kill Breonna Taylor in the premeditated sense that they knew she was there and they wanted her dead. Like that would be like first degree murder, right? Like that's premeditated. It wasn't that, but it doesn't have to be premeditated for it to still be murder either. Yeah. If I accidentally kill someone, no matter how much of a mistake it may be, I'm going to suffer consequences for that. And we've had other episodes, by the way, where we talk about restitution versus incarceration, that sort of thing. I don't really want to rehash all that. But there absolutely would be consequences. They murdered Breonna Taylor. And just to show, like this may be the worst. I know that the worst part of it is that she's dead. I know that that's the worst part. And my heart goes out to her family. Yeah. But, so I know that that's the worst. But what? just to add insult to injury... Her murderers are not being charged, yeah. but her boyfriend is being charged yeah. for trying to defend himself or, or defend her because he tried to defend. And by the way, 
he stopped once he realized who it was. Even though they murdered her and he would be completely in his right to take them out because they invaded their home and murdered her right in front of him. He would be completely in his right to defend himself. He still stopped once he realized it was the police. But she's still dead. Yeah. It's how many more of these have to happen before people realize who the enemy is and quit. And I think above all else is quit defending people. Quit defending people. Oh, it was just a mistake. Oh, bad apples. Like that's what it always is. It was just an accident. Bad apples. They should have complied. You, you, you can't fight the, can't fight city hall, all that kind of stuff. How much longer will people defend these types of actions before they say, that's enough? We will no longer put up with this institution anymore. I think it's too late at this point. I mean, it's definitely too late yeah. because the overwhelming majority of people don't care. Right. That's, that's the worst. As long as it doesn't happen to them. The worst part of this is that the, oh, you're, you're completely right, by mm-hmm. the way. As yeah. long as it doesn't happen to them, they don't yeah. care. Everyone becomes a really, a really philosophical activist for a cause after their life is ruined, but oh, yeah. not before. And that's a shame. We ignore it long enough, it eventually will happen um, to you. Unfortunately, we have another one of these to do, so yep. we're going to do that right after the commercial break. That's what I'm talking about. Got to get that in there. Well, I hope you're still buckled up. So we got yeah, another. Be. So this is actually where I'm actually getting the article from our good friend Jim Bovar, who's been on the show a number of times. Yep. Uh, so he actually had this post uh, posted in the American Conservative back uh, March 18th. Uh, Maryland police cover up of their killing of Duncan Limp continues. What? There you go. Uh, the mystery deepens over the pre-dawn police killing of Duncan Limp. Pre-dawn police killing. So you already see that there's a there's a little bit of pattern here. Oh yeah, here, they by always the way. get you when you're sleeping. Uh, so this is this is along with uh, from our from our friend Jim Bovard. Uh, five days after shooting 21 year old Duncan Limp in a pre-dawn raid, the Montgomery County Maryland Police Department announced Tuesday that the killing was immaculate. Under pressure by media criticism, the police department issued a detailed statement this afternoon, purportedly exonerating itself. But that statement, the third revision of their official account of the fatal raid, is contradicted by multiple eyewitnesses. Police now say that the raid was spurred by an anonymous tip at the beginning of the year, indicating that Limp was in possession of firearms. So I'm going to pause right there. Okay. Everyone has a right to be in possession of firearms. I don't care what your silly little statutes and laws and regulations are. It is a natural right to be armed, period, full stop. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, anonymous tip. 
Just because somebody Karenizes doesn't mean that it's right. Anonymous tip. Mm. So I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit already on this mm. one. But I, I, I'm going right back kind of to what we already talked about with Breonna Taylor is that the judge must also be to blame because if this raid took place, a judge must have issued a warrant. Yes. If a judge issued a warrant, they should have been presented with facts and evidence, some type of proof of some sort of thing going on. If the, if the main and sole justification was an anonymous tip, how in God's name could they have issued a warrant? An anonymous tip. Based on that That's logic, scary, any one of us could call a tip line Mm-hmm. To report any person we don't like. That's right. Uh, what what, are they, what do they call it? Getting swatted. Yeah. That's actually that actually has, has yeah. happened yeah, in the, the old in, video game player. Yeah, exactly. It happens. Like yeah, exactly. Some some troll will will call in and say, "Hey, this person is a terrorist or whatever," no. and they get swatted while they're sitting there playing video games. Um, there there can't be a scenario where that's possible. No, there just can't be. Using a three-month-old anonymous tip, the police sought and obtained a no-knock search warrant on March 11th, uh, 2020. So they do it at something at like 4 o'clock in the morning. It's another no-knock raid. Uh-huh. That's a home invasion. I can't stress this enough. That's a home invasion. There's no such thing as a no-knock raid. There's home invasions, and that's what that is. Yeah. The police department states that the warrant was served in the early morning hours consistent with Montgomery County Department of Police practice. So an anonymous tip is all it takes for a SWAT team to launch a violent pre-dawn assault on Montgomery County homes. The press statement declared the officers entering the residence announced themselves as police as and that they were serving a search warrant. Um, if that's true, because this is th- those are those are claims by the authorities. Sure. Why did they obtain a no-knock warrant if they intended to enter the residence and announce themselves? They're lying. So according to the statement from the family, the raid began when SWAT officers initiated gunfire and flashbangs through Duncan Limp's bedroom window in the front of the house. According to the police, upon making contact with Limp, officers identified themselves as the police and gave him multiple orders to show his hands. The press release reads almost as if Limp died from an overwhelming sense of guilt rather than being shot perhaps multiple times by police. It also doesn't specify whether they'd shot or otherwise wounded Limp before, quote, making contact and issuing commands. According to Limp's pregnant girlfriend, who was in bed with him at the time of the police attack, police never made verbal commands upon either her or Duncan until after Duncan was shot and lying bleeding on the floor. The press release declares, upon entrance by officers into Limp's bedroom, Limp was found to be in possession of a rifle and was located directly in front of the interior bedroom entrance door. Okay, was he found to be in possession as he lay on the floor bleeding? Yeah. And was it Limp or the rifle that was directed in front of the interior bedroom entrance door? Right. The police claim to be vindicated because they found five firearms in the house and because they asserted today that Limp had a, quote, criminal history as a juvenile that, quote, prevented him from legally possessing or purchasing firearms in the state of Maryland until the age of 30. So the question, rhetorically here, do the police have a right to kill anyone who possesses a firearm in violation of any statute on the books? If so, that's bad news for tens of thousands of Maryland gun owners who are federal felons because they use marijuana or other illicit drugs. Right. The police department has offered a sham of transparency. They refused to answer any of my questions last Friday. I sent another set of questions to them this morning prior to the latest revision of the story. Among them, 
Many people online have suggested that Limp was targeted for a raid because he was helping to build a secure computer site for people who shared his pro-gun beliefs. Is that allegation correct? Did concerns about Limp's political beliefs or associations factor into the SWAT team's decision to launch a violent raid at 4.30 a.m.? Did a SWAT team or other police department or Montgomery County officials do any assessment of the likelihood that someone would be injured or killed by a nighttime SWAT raid that began with shooting or flash grenades? Did Montgomery County police or other officials make any effort or even consider making an effort to serve the search warrant in a way that would have permitted the peaceful, voluntary cooperation of limp family members? Of course, we know the answer. All those answers know. Yeah. Um, just take another pause right there to say, uh, we, we talked about this before the show. If Duncan Limp is dead, which he is, if he was shot and killed by police, if he was killed basically in bed at 4.30 in the morning, how can you explain the scenario in which you go from police are outside, he's in bed, to police are inside, he's lying in, lying in bed or on the floor dead? How can you go through that scenario? And also, by the way, with him having not we're going to say possess firearm in the sense that he was holding it, pointing yeah, it at police. Not, not if that's not true, if he did not shoot at police, if he was not holding a weapon, if uh -huh. he's literally in bed at four o'clock in the morning and now he's dead, how can you explain that scenario happening in any other way other than they kicked through the door and started shooting? Yeah, it was a how can you explain it in any other way other than they shot first, asked questions later? Yep. There's no other way to explain how we got there other than that's how they went about it. Why are these supposed civil servants, these, these public employees, how could they possibly be considered such if the way they conduct their business is to kick down the door and start firing? That's not a search warrant. Uh -uh. That's an execution warrant. Yeah. And those don't exist, by the way. Yeah. Unless you're in the military. Yeah, unless you're in the military, yeah. So... Uh, here's a funny thing. So, so Jim Bovard, he sent those questions to the Montgomery County Police Department, and he was notified that all questions were being forwarded to the Montgomery County Attorney's Office. Okay. Yeah, always pass the buck. To okay. This guy. He talk to, He contacted the Mer Montgomery County Attorney's Office, and its spokesperson, uh, Ramon Koronoff, responded, "I can't help you on this matter, matter because it's a Howard County State's Attorney's Office who isn't handling the investigation." So they kind of have this reciprocal yeah. thing going on. Yeah. Um, so it's still under investigation. They're tight lipped, blah, 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 blah. Um, he also asked, have those officers made a statement to investigators yet? Maryland's so-called law enforcement officer's bill of rights. Good God. Oh, prohibits questioning a police officer for 10 days after any incident in which he used deadly force. That law is practically designed to sabotage host, uh, honest investigations into killings by police. As the Washington Post noted in a prize-winning report on police abuses in neighboring Prince George's County, a lawyer or a police union official is always summoned to the scene of a shooting to make sure no one speaks to the officer who pulled the trigger. The family statement notes, the actual search warrant and sworn statements therein were sealed by the judge upon request of the police at the time the warrant was filed for 30 days. So the public will not learn until April 11th at the earliest why Montgomery County police chose to use a violent pre-dawn raid on someone who, according to court recordings, had engaged in no criminal activity since he was a juvenile. Um, yeah. 
So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What I mean, what else it, can you say yeah, other other than murder. just it, they just broke in there and they killed him because they wanted to. I I it's murder. It it, it is definitely murder, but I I, I definitely want to drive the point home again that a no knock raid is a home invasion. Yeah, that is always true. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 really drive the point of home again. There there just must be no worse feeling than to be attacked by your own government yeah. or by by the house. authorities because. You are in a lose-lose situation. Yeah. You if you if you fight, you die. If they want you dead, you die. Right. Um, in both instances, this is this is really an interesting scenario. I, th- these two different uh, situations that I brought up today, and I'm going to expound a little bit more in the finale. But to give you a primer of that, uh, one was a black woman, one was a white man. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was there with her boyfriend who survived the encounter and one was there with his girlfriend who survived the encounter um they've both resulted in outrage but unfortunately outrage only amongst select demographics yeah but i will talk more about that when we get to our finale right after this Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash funnybroke. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm on twitter.com at Alan M. Mosley. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash funnybroke. So I, I want to kind of bring everything full circle by saying there's a lot of people of cover, color who are really upset about the Breonna Taylor murder and they absolutely should be yeah but everyone should be upset absolutely because she was a victim no matter what her race gender creed is she was a victim and she was murdered she's murdered by the state um a lot of people are upset about Duncan Lemp murder and rightfully so uh a lot of a lot of white people are upset about the Duncan Lintmer, and rightfully so. A lot of Second Amendment people, a lot of limited government people, conservative people are upset about that. And they should be, yeah. because he was murdered, because he was a victim. Yeah. 
and the culprit was the state. But it's a shame that a lot of people who are upset about Breonna Taylor are not upset about Duncan Lim. And a lot of people who are upset about Duncan Limp are not upset about Breonna Taylor. It's true. That is a tragedy. Absolutely. It, it is so important for people to be mad about the right things for the right reasons. Right. And these situations are the same. And the victims were both victims and the enemy, the criminals in both situations are the same. Everyone should be equally upset about both of these and, and make their voices heard on both of these. And not, not bring up things and do things that would limit their own support. Like, why, why break yourself up into smaller tribes and camps in this situation when the crimes are the crimes and the culprits are the culprits? It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I saw so much of that on Twitter. I saw so many people arguing back and forth about, oh, you were mad about such and such. What about such and such? Why can't we all come together and say that this is completely unacceptable in both accounts and demand change in both accounts? That's right. It's because, there, of course, for one, there's no we. But two, it's, it's, just, it's just so depressing to see people arguing with one another about, it's like, like who, who's the bigger victim? Who, who deserves the most pity? Who gets the biggest crocodile tears? And that's yeah. that's not helpful. That doesn't make any change at all. So, boy, this episode went from really, really jovial to really not. <laughs> we have really... a tendency to do that. We come out of the gate happy I know. and lucky and end sad, depressed, and well. I, also... I, I still want to cover things that are important in the news, and sometimes yep. the news can be irreverent and yep. cynical and yep. witty. And sometimes it's just sad, sad. and angry yeah. and bitter. And, and that's and that's definitely how I feel about this. But anyway, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. And we will see you next week.